You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. Welcome. All right. Welcome to episode 97. <laughs> episode 97 of the Windy City Bender Podcast. Uh, today we, the McJesus. I think that's the safe bet. Can I call it the powers? The powers, the powers of McJesus. Oh. oh, little combo there. Okay, we'll go with the powers of McJesus. Um, so yeah, as you uh, as you probably heard out, we are joined again by Noli. Noli, that's two in a row, bud. It's, uh, some might call it a streak. We'll call it a streak. We going streaking? Yeah, we're going yeah, streaking. Especially in quarantine. Uh, like, uh, what like, else do you have to do? <laughs> like the new background yeah. too with the jerseys. Yeah, I'm in my room. My dad's working on the basement. Looks good. Yeah. These are just the Hawks ones. We won't look at. Well, I guess we can. Yeah, Coyotes. There you go. North Dakota. Do you, do you have anybody in North Dakota yet? No, I kind of want to get Taze on there. That'd be sick. <clears throat> and uh, also join us as always, Tanner. Tanner, what's up, bud? Hola, como esta? Muy bien. Me too. Muy bien. Wait, did I tell you guys when we were in Mexico? The night of the wedding. Obviously, I was drinking all day. I went up to the bar, and I was the only one at the bar, and like the man was really like nice. And I just looked at him. I was like, "Hey, uh, cómo estás?" And he goes, "Ah, bien. Habla español." And I go, "No." Um, <laughs> the only <laughs> phrase I actually know. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it would go this far. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you would understand my Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just goes, oh, "Okay." What do you he, want? I was like, "Thanks for their cerveza. <laughs> Get out of here." Oh <laughs> yeah. He was laughing at me though. That was funny. Oh, so we got uh we got we got a fun, a pretty fun episode for you guys today. Um, we me and Tanner actually had a little interview with Scott Powers of the Austin Matthews. I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, Scott Powers. Yeah, he joined us. Talked a little bit about uh you know the current situation with the NHL pause. Uh, some you know some prospect talk and a little bit talk about the future. Um. A lot of cool insight, and hopefully uh, we'll get him on again soon when there's some uh, some actual hockey hockey to talk about. Yeah, if you don't know who Scott Powers you're, you're is, right. he, he writes for the Athletic and he writes about the Blackhawks. Yeah, so he covers the team, um, so he gets a lot of he's insider him, info. Him and Laz cool. are kind of like the the big one two for they do, yeah they they do Hawks. articles together. Yeah. They just they recently just did um, a fan survey about the team, the upper management, and some of the players, and both had their input on it, which was pretty cool. It was awesome to read. Yeah. Bam, bam. But, yeah, so before we get into that, we got uh, just a couple little updates uh, from around the league. Um, on t- was it Tuesday? They – it's, I don't know, man. The days are all blurred. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize oh, it was yeah. Thursday, honestly. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, basically, uh, recently the NHL has decided to extend the player self-isolation to go through the end of April, um, and they'll reevaluate um, closer to the end of the month. Which so, I feel like if pretty much every state's on lockdown through the end of April, that was kind of inevitable obvious yeah yeah um so uh, if with that in mind say everything gets the okay to go after that you're potentially not looking at hockey probably until mid end of may maybe even early june that's if you're lucky and yeah. like but 
it's still probably way too soon due to like everything. It's not like you can't just like have like the curve be going down on coronavirus and everybody be like, it's going down, let's fucking rage. Like, okay, spike back up. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. what happened in China pretty much that they finally were like, all right, yeah, that looks like we're good. And then everybody started going back to work and the curve started going right back up. Yeah, silly, so, silly, silly. So, I mean, they're definitely taking uh, taking a look at this. Um, I know President Trump recently like named a bunch of the sports commissioners uh, part of the task force to um, try to determine when it's going to be good to restart the economy and bring stuff back. So, um, Gary Batman's got a little bit of saying that. So, so it it's funny. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> It's funny how it's like it really seems like the NHL doesn't want to like skip out on this playoffs. Like they really want the Stanley Cup to be handed out this year. Yeah. And at first I was like, yeah, I mean the playoffs. That's when the teams make their revenue. And then I'm like, there's not going to be fans in the stands. Like there's no, no revenue to be yeah, made you, other than TV. Yeah, TV like that's ads. It. Like, I don't but know. I mean, compared, I, that's for the NHL, I guess. But like, teams, Any playoff teams can have like playoff apparel. True, but I mean. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously there's still money to be made. And then Stanley Cup winners, obviously, they're going to have, like, shirts and hats and everything like that. But But what was also discussed, too, is that it's believed that the league is ready for – in order to finish this season, they're ready to, for next season, cancel the All-Star break, get rid of the bye weeks. Yeah, that's just a – that's bad. That's a bad sounding thing. So that's like just gonna end up like putting too many games in a short amount of time, too much travel and just exhausted players, people getting hurt. I was thinking too when we were talking about like we're in a Stanley Cup winner, if we're gonna be doing that, it's probably gonna be without fans in the stands. Can you imagine accepting a Stanley Cup with no one in the arena? And you're skating be- around and you're just like, Yeah, <laughs> Yeah! No, no, no. It's going to be like, <laughs> fucking rights, right? Yeah. Right, <laughs> NBC Sports will still forget to cut out the feed. And you'll yeah. Get you, get, you get a Stanley Cup parade. All the, all the players have their one player per car. They're driving themselves <laughs> down the street. They're throwing <laughs> beers into the stand. They're the, 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 the sidewalk. <laughs> People are just hanging out their windows like, way to go. Thanks, guys. It's um, almost it's Drew Doughty came out and said too that he he goes he can't see that this season gets finished and even if it does that winning the cup means nothing this year. That's bullshit though. Like winning the cup means something all the time. Always, yeah. I mean, 2013 people halfway through. Well, I mean, when that was going on, people were like, oh, this one's not going to count. I mean, you look back now, everybody counts it. It's not yeah. like the Hawks have like a half a ring or anything like that. Like. Also, the Hawks deserved to win it that year because they were going to be one of the most dominating anyway. seasons. It was just unfortunate that it was like half a season. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you stop, the thing is, like, if you push back next season, then you're gonna have to push back the following season. It's just a it's no, because they're trying to condense it. That's what they were saying, like pushing it. No, back but they and then said eliminating the All Star break and eliminating those like week breaks. But and they would push the playoffs back. We go through June, yeah. So the playoffs yeah. will go through June. Either you're gonna have a shorter summer, but the thing is, if you eliminate that bye week, which I know a lot of players like, it's like a lot of players coming out of that bye week have gotten hurt this year. Yeah. So I mean, your thing about injuries, it's kind of like those players take a whole week off from working out and everything like that. They come back and they get hurt right away. And most teams suck going into the break. 
yeah. it's like a momentum killer for a lot of teams. Like I don't know how many. They there's do. a, a decent amount of teams going going hot, you know, riding high into the play, playoff spot. They come out of that bye week, and then it's just like, well, there goes that fucking season. Yeah, I mean, I I I love speculated on when the Hawks are going to come back as well as the NHL, but it's just all we can really do is just kind of speculate. And I wish we had like definitive answers and anything that we could possibly like count on, but you know, it's never going to find out. And shit's just gotta be weird, man. Like, cool. Thanks a lot world. It's like, yeah, it's definitely, it's going to sound like we're a broken record. Keep saying like, well, we just want to know what's going on. So not so, but it's like, you know, that's all you can really say. Cause it's like a lot of the, a lot of people need it even like even teams it's like you think a lot of these teams are like okay let's focus on what we're going to do for next year yeah building our team up but now they're like okay well no we got to wait to see if we're doing yeah, it's becoming like too much of a short amount of time to try and figure out how to squeeze this in whereas if they were to just look into into next season right away right now they would probably be, relieve a lot of tension a lot of like teams could actually focus on one certain thing rather than being like well we don't know if it's going to be coming back like we can't focus on next year if this year is still going on. Like, well, not really that. No matter what you do, people are gonna be pissed. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, no matter what way you break it down, if you, like we talked about last podcast, it was if you shorten the season back so everybody had the same amount of games played. Like teams get screwed if you go by what the playoffs now. Teams are getting screwed if you go by win percentage. Teams are getting screwed. Yep, win um, percentage. Like if you just let every team go in for a playoff game, like one play-in game like you're getting screwed like yeah. if you just cancel the season people are getting screwed like teams like the flyers yeah. who were riding really hot going into the postseason like who looked really good um, yeah, the rangers were pushing for a playoff spot that too, too like, florida florida's kind of out on the wild card but they were right there on the leafs tail so i mean and not only which that, is but, weird as hell <laughs> yeah, yeah complete completely different but you can't get a wild that, card spot but you can get third in your division yeah. <laughs> exactly but i mean I mean, the fans are getting screwed because, I mean, we were about to get a Tampa-Toronto first-round series. I mean, like, or it could, have, it, could have been, it could have been a Florida first-round series. Yeah. Like, all Florida first-round series. Like, right. It's just you're crazy. damned if you do. It's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't in the situation. No matter what, you're. it's, it's not going to be – even if the season gets played and they get exactly what they want, it's still going to be not a great situation because the, the amount of revenue they're going to lose – it's going to affect the cap, so then teams are well, – Either way, it's there. affecting the, the right. cap's screwed. Dude, the, cap's, way. Yeah. the cap's going to be screwed. The player's escrow is going to be screwed. It's like it's no matter what, people aren't going to be happy with what's going on. So it's like at this point, it's you got. I feel personally, you just got to do what is best for the safety and what's not going to jeopardize the future of the league. I feel oh, like – I feel like what they're doing right now is fine. Wait it out. Yeah. If you can end up getting something in before screwing up next season, that's fine. But once it gets too close to next season, you start pushing back everything back, then I'm just kidding. I, I kind of would like to see them do like, okay, if we start playing by X amount of time, we finish the regular season, playoffs yeah. go. This is what our idea is. You have a timeline of like, yeah. if this, let's say we start here, this is what we're going to do. If it gets pushed back, here's what we're gonna do instead. Like, yeah. And then this is the final date where it's like there's no right. season. Yeah, that right. would be perfect. 
Yeah, because it's just kind of like we're all going to be sitting there like hoping. It's like, all right, cool. Like, here comes this deadline's coming up. Like, maybe we can. And it's right. like, all right, well, that one's passed. Now we're looking forward to the next one. Like, But also, it's like content for anybody that talks hockey. Like, oh, this is what they could do. It's right. like, that's anybody. That's what everybody has to talk about right Who now. Who fucking I mean, talks about hockey anyway, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's not even like real. It's not even, it's not even, it's not even an essential. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's broken record. I'm sure next week we'll have one little teeny tiny bit of update information that we'll end up talking for 30 minutes about, but um, slowly hanging in there. Um, and then there's unfortunately some sad news that went throughout the league um, on Sunday. Uh, Colby Cave passed away from the, the brain, brain bleed that he had. Um, just absolutely terrible. 25 years old. Uh, recently married kind of thing like just yep. finally getting his shot at the you know playing kind of thing it's just f- absolutely fucking terrible and seeing his wife's post about it and all that it's oh, absolutely uh, gut-wrenching yeah yeah like, she was she was saying things like um when she posts like this time last week you were just complaining about having a headache like, I guess he was just complaining the day before that he had a headache and then he ended up going to the hospital for it. And then it turned into all that. And then she was saying, I, I never in my life or never in my, like, did I ever, did I ever see like, um, before our first year and wedding anniversary, that'd be a widow. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But it, it was another good, I mean, it was a good sign though. It just shows how amazing the hockey community is, all the tributes put out there. Um, then on what was it Monday? There was like a memorial service. I don't know if it was transferring his bo- transferring his body somewhere, but there was like a highway. It was just, like a thousand cars. Yeah, just, just to pay tribute for him. for him as they're moving by. Um, yeah, just absolutely fucking terrible. I don't know if you can really say too much more about that. It's a shitty twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, that's. Try to, uh, you know, thoughts go to the Cave family and the Edmonton Oilers and anybody who's who's really affected by that. Um, so we'll transition over here to a little bit, uh, a little bit of hot talk. Yeah, let's uh, let's get let's pick up the mood a little bit. Noli, hit it with it. You break the mic. I can't even hear myself. I can do it louder if I wanted. Could not hear that. It's just like. Ah! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> R.I.P. Headphone Can't hear users. myself in these headphones, man. Um, so some news kind of go, go back to the COVID. The Chicago Blackhawks announced that they are canceling this upcoming summer's annual uh, Hawks convention that was going to take place end of July. Yeah. Um, word. Uh- you guys, I mean, you guys saw the post or the post. The kind of the wording kind of sounded like it was because it's it's a little confusing. It sounded like the wording that they're because they're trying to play plan on playing games in July, but it also could just be because no large no events. large gatherings. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, are you guys looking too much in, into this at all, or just kind of? I mean, it's the smartest thing. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. think there's any way you can really just. I think the concerts have been canceled all the way through like August at this point. Yeah. And if 
that's similar. I mean, with the how large of a gathering that is, it's like really probably can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like ten thousand people that are there. Um, I mean, it's kind of you're kind of just waiting for it to happen. It sucks though, because they were gonna give out like a post, uh, Patrick Kane autograph poster to anybody who got a room, and it was a, for his like commemorating his thousandth point, and I was stoked to get that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like they should just send those out to anybody that had a room. That'd be sweet, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not too hurt about it. It would have um, been it's a bummer too, because this would have been like the tenth the anniversary. Yeah. Um and then that was that actually was I was thinking like that game they were gonna hand out the Stanley Cup ring. Yeah, the replicas. Yeah. They were also going to have like uh, most of the guys from the 2010 team on the ice before the game and do like a whole commemorative thing. So I'm like wondering if next year they're actually going to go through with that because I think a lot of fans would enjoy seeing that after everything that they did last year. Yeah, the, the 11th year so anniversary. Cool. Yeah, why not, man? <laughs> Everybody always remembers the 11th year, not the 10th. That's true. Or you can just hold off and do the the 10th for the 13. I mean, I'm guarantee you that they will. Yeah, so – yeah, I think you. Yeah, it affects you the most out of everybody because you were so pumped up for yeah, that. Yeah, you had tickets already for it. You can't see the yeah. VIP stuff and yeah, go every year. Pretty yeah. bummed. Uh, mm. Some other other hot news. One that we've all been waiting for, and it finally happened. Ian Mitchell has signed with the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh yeah, baby. Let's fucking go. I just want him to be anything just somewhat close to, like, Kale McCarr because that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win the Hobie Baker, but it doesn't matter because he's so good. I was watching highlights, and he just – he looks so smooth. It's crazy. Yeah, hopefully he can make that transition like McCarr did because McCarr did not miss a fucking step. He, he, he stepped in and job. became a first-line fucking defenseman. Like, yeah. like In the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. What are you what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so did um I mean back a couple of years ago, Charlie McAvoy did that in Boston and Tory Krug both did they all did that. Sure. In the they playoffs. they stepped in, in the playoffs. Their their collegiate season yeah. ended so, and then they're like, All right, you guys want me for the playoffs, sounds good. His, I think if if the Hawks would have made the playoffs, Mitchell probably would have done the same, but obviously they weren't they could have had a chance. We'll never know. Yeah, we, don't, we don't we don't exactly know what the terms and the length of the deal because it's all the three year. It, yeah, so it all really depends on what happens here. It's so it sounds like if they somehow play again this year, he's playing. Yeah, uh, which is which is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know how that's really gonna work. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, oh, actually, I did read it. It was something like if if they do get back and start doing the regular season, then his contract does kick in in this season, and so he would be eligible to play. And if I mean, if it if it doesn't happen, then his contract doesn't actually start till next season, which is pretty well. Cool. What's the point? If they That's, do end up only playing 10 games, save it for next year. No, yeah. no, no, because no, he's already signed. Oh, I got you. I got so, you. That's, so that's one of the benefits of, like, signing, like, later in the year as a collegiate player because it right, burns right. a year off your contract. So that's why a lot of players move, will, like, forego their senior year because it's like, all right, cool, you know what, I burn a year. And, like, then I only have two years, and then it's, like, sign a bigger contract. Right. Um, plus, they're usually, like, I mean – um, like the Hawks, but a lot of times, like those players are either teams are looking for them to sign because they're about to enter the playoffs and they think that they can help them. And it's like more of an incentive. It's like, yeah, we want to sign you for this playoff run. And if you can help us, like we, it's more than happy to burn a fucking year off that contract, you know? So 
I'm kind of curious if he was using that as a bargain chip, like, because we've been trying to, Stan's been trying to get him to come since before last season, and he kept going back to school. So I wonder if that whole burning an extra year was kind of like that, like, well, I'll come, but, you know, I need that yeah. extra year to burn. Scott well, he Powers, also, Scott Powers goes into a little bit about it too in the interview, yeah. Yeah. which is pretty cool. I was going to say, he also wanted to get like more leadership. Obviously, another year in college, he's going to yeah. be a year older. He was he's like, yeah. have more leadership. More, under more, him, so. more mature, too. Exactly. He, got to be, he was the captain for uh, Denver, Denver last year. Yeah, yep. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So, First team All American, too. Yeah. Okay. Which it's is pretty sick. So definitely the future's pretty bright. Um, we hear a little bit about that from Scott Powers. So, you know, let's, uh, let's kick it over to that interview now. All right. So today we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, he is the senior writer for the athletic covering the Chicago Blackhawks and one of the co-hosts of the Laz and Powers podcast. Uh, joining the show today is Scott Powers. Scott, how are you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing real good. Great. Real good. Um, yeah. So, you know, let's get right into it. Um, so what's your opinion on this whole pandemic right now? Do you think there's a realistic chance that we're going to see a finish to the, uh, the current season? Or do you think it might be irresponsible to even think about playing with so many questions out there still going on about um, safety and all that? Yeah, I, I think for me, it's hard to see the season ending now. Um, you know, things are moving so quickly. And, uh, you know, especially I know just being in Chicago, just seeing the, the, the rise in cases and the amount of deaths and it just, it's hard to foresee it. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many questions to be answered. And I, I know the league commissioners and all those people are trying to play out different scenarios and prepare for different things. And, and I think you know, that's all in their right to kind of be prepared for what's next. But I guess while we're still in the midst of this and, you know, leaving our house with, uh, with things on our faces and, you know, just, uh, you know, social distancing and just, uh, you know, uh, even going to stores now, just being afraid of other people. It's hard to see, um, to see how this comes back, you know, anytime soon, you know, um, you know, the more that I've read, um, you know, I haven't been involved in any of the angel meetings or, you know, followed it other than, you know, Pierre Lebrun's our, our insider and, you know, he gets a lot of the information for the athletic, but, um, you know, just the idea of, uh, you know, maybe playing without fans, you know, it probably seems more realistic, especially from what you hear from the government and, um, you know, hear from some of the commissioners that maybe that's a little bit more realistic where a lot of these, uh, you know, when you, when you hear from a lot of the, the governor, you know, at least the governors of some of these uh, different states that it's, uh, you know, from, from uh, I know, especially California coming out just a few days ago saying it's unrealistic to have any kind of events, uh, w- you know, with a mass amount of people in uh, this summer. So I think if the uh, the NBA or the NHL or any of these leagues want to, uh, you know, uh, get these seasons going back, uh, going again, they probably have to get outside the box a little bit. And, you know, if, if they can find a way to do it logistically and safely and, and not endanger, you know, even you know, obviously their players and personnel, that their required personnel that I, I think could be welcomed. I think people would find it uh, a welcome distraction to be able to watch uh, sporting events again even if it was done without fans. But right now it's hard to say, you know, it, it's, it's April and I feel like we're still in the middle of this. I know that we're seeing the, the curve in some areas and I, I think Chicago's uh, done a pretty good job, but it's uh, overall, yeah, it's, it's, you know, as of right now, it's, uh, you know, it feels like this thing's been going on forever and it's, it's only been a month and, you know, we're talking this summer or, or it could still be going on. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so, so hard to say anything definitively, but it's, uh, I, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if, if we had fans at the game anytime soon. So hopefully, hopefully that we continue to flatten the curve and, uh, you know, there's some way to uh, resume these seasons even without, is without uh, you know, without fans. Because I think even, 
uh, I think all of us are craving something to uh, to do. Definitely. Absolutely. I know that we were talking about some certain scenarios and one of those scenarios, I think they were talking about maybe playing at like a neutral site and where like they were talking about not doing fans or anything like that. Um, do you think that if they were to maybe move in that direction, would you like to see like the rest of the regular season played out or would you be more in favor of like going straight into like a playoff kind of format and finish that season that way and hopefully not hinder any kind of chance of having a full season next year? Yeah, I think there are a lot of, you know, I was talking to somebody from the league just a couple of days ago who deals in a lot of skill development. And um, there's so many things the league needs to figure out because even now you got guys off the ice for about a month and they're going to be off the ice for many months. And uh, off seasons have changed so much where players are, are skating or taking, you know, two or three weeks off the ice and getting back on. So all of a sudden you take them off the ice for multiple months. How long do you need to get them back on the ice? And, you know, the, even now they're training and they're, Maybe if they're, uh, you know, if they're, if they're rich enough, they live, they live in a nice condo building or, or somewhere that has a gym that has anything that's anywhere near NHL, uh, you know, level of fitness. So, you know, you, you got probably guys in entry-level deals who don't have access to gyms. And, um, you know, somebody told me that they even now they were trying to order dumbbells and all these things and uh, just because they didn't have it in their home. home and, and now these things are all sold out or they're you know, pushed back. So I, I think there's people who are trying to train and, and don't have the capability. So um, I think the league has to worry about doing all this too quickly and then endangering your players' safety. I mean, you're, if you're already condensing schedules and then you're jumping in the playoffs and it's this physical hockey and these people aren't at the physical, you know, the fitness level they're used to, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of injuries. And then the other worry is that if you, uh, you know, if you start next season too soon and condense that too, I, I um, you know, someone said it's almost better if you're knocked out of the playoffs now and, and you get a longer offseason to prepare because next season is going to be um, probably a bit of a shit show too. To, if you're, you know, if, if it's if you're condensing everything and, and moving everything up forward. So I, I know that this the playoffs are important to the league and it's a huge cash revenue. Um, and so maybe that's the priority where um, I know they want to get in the full, you know, 2021 season too. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, it's, if at some point they need to kind of decide what the priority is and where, uh, what makes the most sense to, you know, uh, one, to make money, but two, also let's not kill our own players, you know? Exactly. Um, so then another idea that was floated on there that if they would start right with the playoffs, they might do like an expanded playoff, like a 24 team. Um, do you think that would be something that benefits, you know, the Hawks to kind of get some of these guys that haven't had that playoff experience yet? Or do you think that this would just be like one of those total, like, don't take this into account for anything, just kind of just go out there and play and, you know, hope for the best? Yeah. I mean, if the Blackhawks can get in the playoffs, I'm sure they'd love it. You know, even if they're not the winner yeah. in the Stanley Cup, I think that experience is huge. Um, you know, I think for the organization, if they can say they got into the playoffs this year, I think that would be, uh, you know, something they can probably be proud of considering that they're probably headed, you know, towards the third year not making the playoffs. So I, I think uh, – and, and you never know. It's, I mean, it's still hockey, right? Like it's just, uh, you know, yeah. Corey Crawford stands on his head. Uh, you know, Kane comes back, you know, at a higher fitness level than some other guys, and if he's scoring goals. And, you know, like it just – it feels like a different game almost. It's uh, – there might be some, you know, a little bit more disparity between players depending how much they trained and what level they come back at and – um, you know, if you got guys coming back healthy or, or whatnot, you know, like it just it, it feels like it's going to be a whole new season just based on uh, how much time off is going to be between, you know, when the season was put on pause and when it starts again. So, um, yeah, I think for the Blackhawks, if, if you can get in the playoffs, yeah, I mean, they, they love it. Um, 
whether that's true of the rest of the league, you know, you, you, you probably have to ask the rest of the league. I'm sure the Blackhawks and their fans would uh, embrace that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's it's an interesting scenario because, you know, the Blackhawks are probably weren't going to make the playoffs you know, based on numbers, but there are yeah. there's certainly, teams, <laughs> certainly teams that were closer to that bubble um, that are, would be a lot more pissed off if they just kept it to 16 because, uh, you know, teams that were, you know, in the playoffs now but not by points percentage and probably get bumped out would probably have a little bit of a, uh, you know, stronger argument than the Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, it, we would really hope, we'd love to see the Hawks in the playoffs sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, I think right now it's it's all about, like, a safety thing for everybody. Um, so, like, if the player, if this doesn't continue and we end up just scrubbing the rest of the season and we go into the off season now, like, we're looking at, like, we've already signed some a few key guys that we had drafted with Ian Mitchell and, like, Evan Barrett. And we had read your article about Ian Mitchell where you were going into, like, a deep dive on some young guys. Um, is there anything that you, like, find, like, most entertaining about Ian Mitchell? And then, like, it's – like, how do you feel like he's going to fit in the decor maybe this upcoming season or, in, like, in the future? And then also just kind of follow up with, like – you said you're going to be doing more of the young guys. Is there any kind of, like, hint into who you're going to be d- deep diving into from there as well? I honestly I have no idea who I'm doing next, so I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up for suggestions. But I, I imagine Doc and Boquist are around the corner, like the yeah. Lander. I'd love um, to hear more of a little bit of like uh, Bo Dan too. I feel like he's just kind of like an unsung first rounder ever, ever since like Boquist has come up. Yeah, you know, we actually uh, we have a story coming out. I think tomorrow, or I'm not sure, either tomorrow or the weekend or next week. But uh, we tracked some uh, Rockford games and, and did some tracking data that kind of breaks down a little bit about Bo Dan and. Uh, you know, Hagel and some of those guys, but we, we tracked, I think, three games and uh, uh, Corey, who does, uh, he does a shutdown line on, on Twitter and he, uh, he tracks a lot of data for us. So he, uh, he helped me with this story where we kind of broke down some of the zone entries and exits and uh, offensive zone stats just to kind of take a deeper dive into Rockford and stuff that we usually don't do with AHL. So um, it was a little bit fascinating. You know, he, he did a lot of the, the heavy work and I, I went back and kind of gave my eye test to the games and looked at McKenzie and Twistle and some of those guys. So hopefully it's, um, you know, for the people who are kind of nerds about this stuff, it's, uh, I think it was a little bit different look at maybe some of the Blackhawks prospects. So we'll have that uh, running the next few days. But uh, with Mitchell, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, his skating ability and, um, you know, the fact that he's been in, in college for three years, you know, the Blackhawks certainly pushed for him to come out last season and he decided to go back to Denver. So he should be a year, uh, sure, a year a little bit more prepared and ready and, um, you know, I, I think he's a little bit more of a finished product than than Boquist probably probably was coming into this season. Um, you know, his his habits are a little bit better. He's a little bit more reliable in the defensive zone. Uh, Boquist's offense upside is obviously higher, but um, you know, I, I think Mitchell has a chance. Um, you know, a lot of it's going to be numbers games for the Blackhawks, and where where you know what what level Seaver comes back at, and um, you know, I, I would imagine it takes Mitchell to kind of you know some time to still. Uh, get his feet wet turning pro and, and maybe he starts off in Rockford or you know kind of but I, I think they'll give him a nice look and give him a chance to make the team but uh, again it's about numbers and what the Blackhawks do this offseason but you know you got a lot of defensemen coming back and now you know yeah. maybe Lucas Carlson puts himself in the mix and um, you know they got some younger guys they, they certainly like and uh, and then they got some veterans coming back you know I thought Olimata especially the second half of the season played a lot better and you know, they get to decide if they're going to resign Slater Cuckoo because at least uh, when you look at analytically, Cuckoo was one of the better defensemen down the stretch. And um, so I, I think there's, uh, you know, there's some positive signs of that defense getting better. Um, you know, a little bit of a hope, you know, analytically. And, you know, when you look at the numbers and 
uh, certainly they, they had their struggles this year too. And I, I know Colin was still uh, trying to work his, his system in and, you know, having, you know, scratching Seabrook and maybe putting that message out there was a positive sign. And, you know, Calvin DeHaan played really well until he got hurt. So, um, you know, if everyone's healthy and, you know, if, uh, if Colleton's playing the players who deserve to be playing and, um, I, I think the Hawks can maybe assemble a defense that's, uh, you know, that's improving. I don't know if it's great yet, but there, there's got to be some hope. And, you know, uh, you know, Boquist takes the next step. Mitchell comes in and can, and can hang with those guys. Um, yeah, I, I think there's uh, certainly a little bit more optimism than there has been the last few seasons. Yeah, definitely. I know um, it just always – it's crazy that, you know, after winning all those cuts based on our defense and that's now like the Achilles heel of this team, it's nice seeing that, um, these younger guys are getting, you know, the looks and the opportunity to come up and, um, you know, try to help write the shifts to, you know, have a set up for the next five, five, six, seven years on the back end. Um, but another kind of question up there now is kind of back in the goaltending, um, you know, Crawford coming up, uh, contract coming up this year. How do you think that's going to, that's going to get handled? Do you think they're going to bring him back? Do you think that they're going to look off the board or kind of go with the guy that's in the, in Rockford right now? Yeah, I think Colin Delia is going to be part of the, the equation. And, you know, just even having watched these couple of games from Rockford over the, over this last week, I mean, I think Delia, um, I think he's legit. You know, I guess we've yet to see him dom- dominate at, at, at the NHL level. He was pretty good last season coming up and then had a little bit of rougher stretch. And then, uh, you know, when he was kind of assuming to be the number two this year until they brought in you know, Robin Leonard, uh, goes down to Rockford. Uh, early in the season, he struggles. You know, he was expecting to be in Chicago. Uh, his girlfriend was, you know, uh, unexpectedly pregnant. He was dealing a lot of things, and uh, he struggled. But then, you know, for the, you know, two-thirds of the season, he's one of the better goalies in Rockford and better goalies in the AHL again. So I, I think he steps into that spot. You know, maybe, maybe Kevin Lincoln, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of competition for that second spot. But I, I think Delia can be that guy. And then um, certainly there's, I think there's going to be conversations with Crawford. It just it depends on what Crawford wants. You know, I'm sure the Blackhawks are going to uh, – one short-term deal and probably, you know, for him to take a little bit of hometown discount just because the cap is going to be an issue for them. And that's, yeah. um, and that's just something, you know, that they have to wait to is just where, uh, depending on how much of the playoffs they finish, depending on what the revenue ends at, you know, where the cap will actually be is going to affect the Blackhawks a lot because you, they still have to afford, uh, you know, Kuba Leak and, uh, and Strom and, and, you know, some smaller contracts like the Dulas and, uh, and then, and then certainly figuring out the goalie. So, when, when there's not a lot, a whole lot of money to be thrown around, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a three or four or five people dividing that up, and certainly, I, I would imagine Kubalik's kind of a priority now, and he's probably up his price tag with how he's played, and you know, Strom numbers are pretty good, and um, ultimately, you still need a goalie. You know, I mean, they went in this season, they spent you know, with eleven million dollars on two two high end goalies, and um, you know, it's probably going to be a very small piece of the the pie next year when you look at the two goalies deal. You'll make a million dollars, and then whoever. Uh, that other goalie is so the Blackhawks won't be, uh, you know, putting as much money into the pot for the goalie. So does that affect the picture too? And, um, you know, do they have to worry about Crawford's health? He's certainly been healthy for, for a good stretch now there. But if he has another concussion, what happens? And where's that put them? So I, I think there are a lot of questions that Crawford has to weigh about what's important to him and uh, how much term and, and how much money he, he wants to get, you know, late in his career. And also uh, the Blackhawks kind of have to figure out where they're going and, um, you know, is it win now or is it win in a couple of years? And where's Crawford for that picture? So I, I imagine there's a lot of discussions going on. And, uh, you know, I haven't heard a whole lot. And, you know, Blackhawks have to keep, and keep a lot of this close to the vest. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just as curious as you guys are where the, the goal is. 
plays out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, you know, we really appreciate you coming on and um, answering some of our questions. Um, but before, yeah, no we, yeah, the, before we let yeah, you go, I'll go ahead. Um, yeah, before we let you go, we, we always ask all of our guests this question. Um, and with you covering the team for um, as long as you have, I think you might have a good one. Um, what is your favorite, you know, hockey memory, um, whether it's something you covered or, you know, watch or anything like that? Um, I, I guess it had to be something I covered because I, I, I've told the story a little bit more lately, but I, I didn't grow up a hockey fan. I, I didn't even want to cover the Blackhawks when ESPN put me on hockey. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been an evolution of uh, me enjoying hockey and me covering hockey, and I sort of embraced it and hoped I'd become a better reporter because I was, I was pretty god-awful when I first started ESPN covering it. So, um, I uh, – yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's weird because, you know, covering the 13 Cup and the 15 Cup, uh, you know, I'm not a Blackhawks fan, but obviously you want to cover big games and those are big moments. But, you know, a lot of time the media would spend the third period, uh, you know, down in the press room because you want to be close to, to the locker room when the game ends and you're in there. So a lot of the big moments the Blackhawks had or I'm watching on TV like everyone else. And, you know, over the last, you know, three or four years, I've made sure I've stayed up in the press box to uh, just to watch every moment just because I hated uh, having to watch a lot of those on TV. So, uh, unfortunately, the Blackhawks haven't had as many uh, success, successful moments since I started doing that. But, so unfortunate. <laughs> um, um, yeah, just, yeah, just, just I guess, even from an objective standpoint. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole – I mean, the Boston thing was exciting, you know, even being on the ice and covering that. And, you know, I guess a lot of it just uh, looking at it from a reporter's eye and, you know, being on, uh, being on the ice and interviewing people and, you know, doing something different. But, uh, um yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I mean, the, the third, the whole 17 seconds thing was just was crazy, even just being in the, uh, in the press room in Boston and trying to cover that. So it's, uh, everything was kind of bang, bang, and you're, you're trying to finish the story because the ESPN, you got you a story, you got to have a story at the, the horn, basically. So trying to, um, I don't even know if I had the 17 seconds in there, and I was more like, oh, the Blackhawks scored, and they scored again. So um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have one specific one, but it's been, uh, you know, even, you know, even covering a losing team, it's been interesting and a bit of a challenge and something different and you know them covering you know having a third you know the number three overall draft pick last year was was, was interesting so um I, I know that i'm not directly answering your question but it's, oh no uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good yeah often, uh, yeah i'll uh yeah, i'll try to think about that you know i'll certainly ask me to be on the podcast again and i'll uh i'll see if i can come up with a better answer well yeah awesome yeah well scott you know we really appreciate it um you coming on um we always love reading your work so um, they can find all your stuff on the athletic um, and where um, is, is your guys podcast strictly on the athletic or is that it's on uh, uh, yeah, it's no, it's on iTunes and okay. I think it's everywhere now. So yeah, we, we had, uh, we used to be doing two podcasts a week and uh, one was under the behind the paywall and one was free and I think they're all free now. So um, people can find it on the app on the athletic and probably anywhere else they listen to podcasts. So it's uh, Laz and powers and then, um, you can find all of our work on the athletic as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank, yeah. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll get you, have you come back on, you know, when we kind of got a little bit more answers about what's going to, what's going to happen. And yeah, for sure. A little bit more of a, of like a better mood, like maybe some <laughs> hockey's being played and, you know, maybe the Hawks are in a playoff spot or something like that. It'd be great. Sounds good. No, stay safe guys. Hey, you you too. too. Thank you, Scott. All right, so thanks to Scott Powers again for uh, joining us and giving us a little insight to uh, – Subscribe you know, to The Athletic. Yeah, certain situation uh, situation with the season, you know, looking to, you know, the rookies coming up. You know, I love that he kind of gave his opinion on 
the goalie situation going forward as well. Um, definitely, yeah, if you aren't subscribed to The Athletic, it's worth it. I believe they're doing a free thing right now during the during this whole corona pandemic. They always have deals going on. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is worth it. Everything, all the content on there, everybody's kind of like, oh, I don't want to pay they're for it. They're actual sports journalists that like get yeah. like inside views on things too and mm-hmm. are getting a little bit more analytically involved, which is pretty nice. Yeah, he and Scott is definitely one of the one of the better ones on there for sure. Um, and definitely check out uh, his and Laz's podcast as well. Uh, we'll definitely toss links in the. If you listen to ours, go yeah. ahead and check theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they've heard that, then obviously they really listen to ours. So, yeah. So, once you snag on that one, yeah. So, on thanks that again. One. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks again, Scott. Uh, hopefully, we'll get you on again soon. Um, so, to wrap this show up, we're going to do something kind of, kind of different, kind of fun. Uh, we're going to do a fantasy draft, filling out three forwards, two defensemen, one goalie of all-time Chicago Blackhawk players. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't give a shit what you guys do. I'm doing anybody that ever wore a Blackhawks jersey. Yeah, that's all-time fine. No, that's fine. I got guys on my list that people would probably argue, but they played a the game. So definitely. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm right. yeah, so we, we, uh, we did a little lottery to see who would go first of us three, and uh, Jared's going first. I'm going. Did you guys second. make me go third because I wasn't there for the interview? Is that why I got third? going third. No, actually, we talked about it beforehand, and then we, did, we were, I, and then I did the lottery thing like a few times, and you kept coming up third, and then Bullshit. and then it came up first, and I was like, all right, well, that's not gonna happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Collusion. Well, it wasn't. It fucking happened. So, I showed you. Yeah. So the only the only real rule here is. They have to have played a game for the Hawks. Yeah, yeah they, had to have, they had to wear the Hawks sweater. And no duplicates. So once yeah. they, once they're picked, they're picked. It's True. And really also, true. I don't know, you guys are doing three forwards, two D and a goalie. I'm doing left wing, center, and right wing, and then two Tanner's, D and a goalie. Tanner, Tanner's being an overachiever here. You know? Bam, nah, man. I, I'm confident in my guys to be able to play jump from wing to center. I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, okay. If you can't play all three positions. Oh, you got all wings? <laughs> yeah. all right right, so i will kick this off and this is why i didn't want to be number one because this is bullshit having to pick between two no it's not um don't be a baby yeah i'm going i gotta go with the all-time point leader in chicago blackhawk history (laughs) with 1467 points um the late great stan makita I never heard of him. One, <laughs> yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Go ahead, Stan. Take a bow. He, uh, he is one of those players that I was never got the chance to meet before he passed, and he's one that I always kind of hear nothing but great stories about him. Was exactly what it meant to wear the Hawks jersey. So, got to uh, go played every game with the uh, Blackhawks too. Yeah, I'm 20, sure, right? 20, 22 years. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, buddy. Definitely wish we could have witnessed him play but you know it's a little bit before our time yeah i think one of my favorite stories about him was uh was he had so many like penalty minutes Mm -hmm. um and then it was like his daughter or something like mentioned to him like why are you always sitting in that one side of the ice and then he's like oh wow yeah i do take too many penalties and then he's just like exploded he's like one (laughs) one of the only players i think to go from leading the league in penalty minutes one year and then the next year winning mvp well, no, 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 he won Lady Bing. He won oh, Lady, Lady Bing, Bing yeah, years, Lady Bing, yeah. Which is crazy, but it was, yeah, he, 
he went 146 compelling minutes, 154, and then 58 the next year, and then 12 <laughs> minutes and 14 minutes. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's insane. That's so Wait. fucking good. Um, What's even more impressive, though, too, is the amount of penalties he put up in the time in hockey when they pretty much let every fucking thing go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you got to do some dirty shit to get some penalties, man. <laughs> or <laughs> lots of fights. Yeah. True. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go with what the, the player I believe can take down Stan Makita for most points of all time, Patrick Kane. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you got you to gotta do it. Like, we're building the squad. Like, fuck, plus Kane it only gets better. Like, he's only been getting better. So... Oh, quick question. You know, pause this draft. Are we going, you know, one, two, three, back snake to me? Snake draft. Snake draft. We're going snake? Okay. Yeah, so Noli gets oh, three and snake? four. Yeah. yeah, you get three and four, bud. Oh, I don't know if I – all right. Why, do you want three well, and six? Does that make sense? I mean, that's the way the NHL does it, but whatever. Yeah, but this is <laughs> – but this is like – that seems really unfair, though. Um. Well, I got to go with one of my all-time favorite Blackhawks. Hanging up right here. Number 81. Ooh, yeah. Boss the boss. One of the best two-way guys of all time wearing it, like, in the NHL. Um, just could not get the puck off of him. When he wanted to steal the puck from you, he could take it, and then you were not going to get back from him. So, just one of my favorites to watch. And over 500 goals, just, I got to do Haas. Does he – so, do you think he's going to be one of those players that signs, like, a one-day contract to retire Hawk? I don't know. I could see it. I mean, he yeah. spent like most, like as much as he is known for playing at other teams as well, like Ottawa and Atlanta and uh, Phoenix and, <laughs> and Pittsburgh and Detroit. He spent his most, like the most of his career or um, the majority of his career on the Blackhawks. And that's where he won his three cups. And I was going to say, and they were his best years, arguably. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he had better point point seasons, but he was like, Oh my God, dude, like watching, like since we've been doing nothing but like watching hockey highlights and like playoffs and stuff, you just like get to watch Hosa and you're like, you nobody can get the puck off of him. Like it's he's always he's always got a stick on the puck too. And you're just like, it looks so effortless. And oh my god, I just remember like when we first got him and like earlier on in that season when he first started playing, I was like, holy shit, he's so good. And then there was the I don't know if you remember the one goal he had. I forgot who they're playing, but. The puck got chopped into the air, and he's cro- he's like going by like Tampa the Bay. top of the circles. Oh yeah, and he gloves it down and swats it before, before it, it hits, hits the, the fucking ice. ice. Yeah, I was, I was actually, just like, I was, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I was at that game. I was three hundred level, first row, three hundred level behind that net, and I fucking lost it, dude. Oh my <laughs> god, so sick. He's he's oh, what a beauty. All right, so no, you got a you got a second one there, bud. I know. I feel like I don't know who to go with. Should I go with like? really great people or should i just go with like who i would <laughs> who i really like <laughs> go go with your heart noli yeah but i really don't know who to pick <laughs> um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh the golden jet i gotta go bobby oh bobby oh oh yeah yeah um i mean there's not much you can say about him i mean everybody yeah. knows about him <laughs> one of the greatest goal scorers on the Blackhawks, probably one All of the time. best. Probably one of the best drinkers too. Uh, hands out. Uh. <laughs> probably. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All time leading goal scorer for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Oh, Gotta baby. go, Bobby. Gotta go, Bobby. And can you imagine Haas dish, dishing it to him? 
Like, just feed me. Jesus. All right. Well, here's when I'm going to choose a little something interesting. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, number four, Bobby Orr. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he, maybe, he maybe only played, what is it, 26 when- games? When you kept <laughs> you kept saying it doesn't matter if he didn't play like that long, I was like, he's talking hey, about Bobby Orr. Hundred percent, he's talking yep, about Bobby Orr. Yep, he played twenty six games with the Blackhawks, but you know what? He's an eight time trophy <laughs> Norris Trophy winner. He's <laughs> pretty fucking sick, but he did play for the Blackhawks, and yeah, I would fucking take him on my team all day. <laughs> uh, Boston fans, any Boston fans that listen to this are gonna fucking be furious with that. You shit on Boston all the time. I know. <laughs> No, but that's like the most offensive to them. Oh sure. yeah, that's fine, man, dude. Mike McDonald is a great Red Wing. Martin Luther <laughs> oh, is a no, sick no, fucking no, St. No. Louis Blue. Like, don't talk about Mike McDonald like that. <laughs> Danny Alfredson, one of the best Red Wings of all time. All right, so I get to finish, and that's two picks. So I'm gonna finish up my forwards. Um, so first, I'm taking Taves. Okay. Um. Easily one of my, my favorite current Hawk. I mean, name my dog after him. I think he is hands down what – he's he's so much like Makita. Like, he's the perfect example of what it means to be a Black Hawk. I know he doesn't get a lot of love, and he, he, he gets that overrated, you know, call tag to him because he doesn't have the points. And it's I don't care what people say about it being, like, an old and washed up, like, excuse that what he does is not showing up on stats, but it's true. I mean, there's not many players that does what he does. So, I mean, you got to give him one of he's the pretty, best hawks of all time. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. Um, and then for my Nets pick, I'm going with my all-time favorite Blackhawk, the real number 10, Tony Amante. Tony who, Amante. So, Tanner had a cool idea that we're going to probably do down the line, talking about some of the older players that, you know, some new fans might not know. Yeah, just do like a little deep dive or a little history lesson on some uh, basically some the early two thousands teams. <laughs> yeah, so basically, but Tony Amante is one of those guys that definitely I think deserves some of that highlight. What this guy was doing on this team when he played for some dog shit Blackhawk teams, putting up he put up two hundred sixty eight goals, two hundred seventy three assists for five hundred forty one points in a Blackhawk jersey. He was the captain for the for the Hodge for a couple of years. He it's such it's. Him, Chelios, Ronick, it's such a goddamn shame that they couldn't win the cup in, in the Hawks jersey for everything that they, they, they did to try to, like, make this team relevant in, like, the, the late 90s and all that. Yeah. I – dude, like, we were – I was watching, what, the 2010, like, Stanley Cup finals, and it's – it was that broadcast where they're skating around with the cup on the ice and Jeremy Ronick's talking about mm-hmm. them and – starts to tear up a bit. He's just like, it's the Blackhawks, man. Yeah. It's the Blackhawks. And every single time I'm like, God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't make me teary-eyed. People chirp him for that, but it's like, he never got to me? do like, it. Yeah. He, like, he says only, that too. He goes, he goes, I never got to do that when I was there. And not, not only like as a Blackhawk, but like just ever. He like, yeah. he, one of the, you, you probably say he's one of the better players to never win a cup. Yeah, definitely one Easily, of the yeah. entertaining players, too. He's but, yeah. a fucking goof. He's so entertaining. Oh, he got kicked off of NBC. <laughs> um, okay, so my turn? Yeah, Tanny. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, 
probably go with one of the goal, best goalies of all time. Not best no. Blackhawks goalies of all time. One of the best goalies it. of all time. Don't do Dominic, it. Don't Dominic Hoshik. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I know, I know that there's the best goalie on the Blackhawks of all time, but probably the best goalie of all time, Dominic Hoshik. Fucking two heart trophies, six Vesnas. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Two cups, six All-Stars. And the Hawks kept Eddie Belfour instead of him. Yeah. I'm very – so going by how Tanner's picking – And then Eddie Belfour ended up beating him in the, in the Stanley Cup. Which, <laughs> yeah, drives me crazy. <laughs> I, I wonder – the way the Tanner's picking, I wonder if the games played on, for the, each of these guys on the Hawks will come anywhere near Patrick Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kane's on my team, so. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so who, who's going to have more games played, Patrick Kane or the rest of Tanner? The rest of your oh, team. Kane, yeah. Kane is going to have most games played for sure. Um, all right. Um, I'm going this just because I was watching highlights of him earlier, and I'm, rag- I'm, I'm stealing him from your team, Tanner, because I'm taking Bradman. Because oh, I, was watching, I was watching Panarin and Kane highlights earlier, and it just got me so hyped. And – Dude, I could could use some leg. This is my number one left wing choice. (laughs) I could use some leg kick on this lineup. My forwards are. Give it to me, though. (laughs) Haas, Hall, and Panarin. Like, come on. (laughs) Can you imagine Bobby Hall just feeding Hosa and Hosa feeding Panarin and Panarin just giving a leg kick and Bobby's going, what? Now I know what you're talking talking about when you fucking say, I I believe any of my guys can move over to center. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fuck, I was was thinking about it too. I was like, I should take take Panarin right now. As soon as as you took Kane, I was like, fuck, he's going to try and get Panarin. Um, (laughs) So obviously my forwards are set. I know you guys aren't, but. Yeah. So I know Pots is gonna be surprised. I did not take Marty Havlat. I'm surprised you didn't take yeah, Marty Havlat. I know. We, we were actually talking about that when we were waiting for you to come on. And Tanner's like, I'm gonna be shocked if he doesn't take him. So the other two guys that were on my forward, well, three guys were Havlat, Dave Boland, because guy was a fucking mutant for the Hawks. Steve Sullivan. Yeah. Talk about early thou- 2000s. He's one of my favorites during that time, and G- obviously Jr. He's got one. Uh, Steve Sullivan's got one of the best moments though too. When they oh yeah, ripping him for getting hurt, and then that, that same thing gets hit in the face with a puck. Like any trade, that's, that's the best. That is probably. I think one it was of the best in Nashville seen. too. I want to say yeah, it was Nashville. That was great. Um, so starting with my D now, I gotta go right down the line, baby. Number four, Hammer. Oh, I was like, wait, <laughs> I said number four, <laughs> but yeah, dude, Almerson is my, so it, fucking. He's good. honestly one of my. He's got to be my favorite defenseman that's ever worn a Blackhawks jersey. He was so good during those cup rounds. I'm still upset that Bowman decided to trade him away because yeah, he I, um, I don't. He wanted to piss off Quinville. Whatever. We don't have to talk about it anymore because no, because it's it was, been a while since we brought up Jarmus. Because, because it's, it's a what was it? It was like a, a salary thing where you also, had more control just, over. Um, you just talk about how cute. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> just laying on my leg. What a, I think what a I think cute. I think John Merson getting traded is the only time I can get Noli on my team for like fuck Bowman. I mean, it's the only time, but whatever. I don't know why you want to put your dick in a boat. He also traded away Hosa. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same team too. Yeah. Well. All right, Tanner. Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Oh, God. This is becoming uh, more difficult than I wanted it to be. 
There's so many guys I want to take. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying real hard to decide here. Um, I think I'm gonna go center. I'm gonna go with the center. Okay. Um, uh, do I do it? Do I do it though? Do it, Tanner. <laughs> do it, Tanner. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dougie Gilmore. Nice. nice. Dougie Gilmore nice. for my center. That's a good one. Yeah. Who are you uh, contemplating? Phil Esposito or Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> uh, poor JR, no love. Yeah. I, yeah, it's I'm going like I love Jeremy Roenick, but I'm going with like guys that have one shit. <laughs> that's Fair. kind of that's kind of what it is. Like how many how many trophies can I stack on this team? <laughs> Individual and team. But yeah, so looking pretty good right now. <sighs> I gotta find a left wing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I will take my first defenseman. I'm going with uh, number seven. Which one? Chris yeah. Chelios. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like um, it. I was looking at his numbers too, and it's almost You're inflated because he was in the year in the league for so long. <laughs> but I'm talking about just yeah. with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Like if it's one of those things where if they even consider retiring Sieb's number. He need like Chelios needs to be in that conversation too. Like oh, yeah. they have to go with like a Magnuson, um, what was it Palat way? Palat, yeah. Yeah, like there's no way you can retire seven and not have Chelios up in those rafters with it. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, it's it's got to be a double thing. Yeah. Um, and then I am gonna go a little off board for my second defenseman. Uh, Keith Magnuson. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you mad about, Noli? <laughs> yeah. That's definitely who I was picking next. Second all-time in penalty minutes for the for the Blackhawks. Guy was guy was a bruiser, man. I actually mm-hmm. met him once at a Hawks game. Um uh, me and my dad, there was one year that the NHL did Every team did their own all-star and skills competition at their home rink. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, me and my dad went to the Oh, Hawks I was one. there for that. Yeah. Yeah, I was at that one too. Um, and they had a it bunch like of people. Steve Passmore was in that too. Yeah. Uh, they had a bunch of like the old guys signing outside in like the like lobby area at the UC. Yeah. And uh, my dad has a picture of Tony and Nett on the Hawks, Phil on the Bruins. And he had it signed by both of them. And then Magnuson's tying up Phil like right in front. And they called and they were like, all right, no more, no more autographs from Magnus. And my dad goes, fuck that. He just shoves it through everybody. <laughs> and Magnuson, before he stands up, sees it and goes, oh, that's cool. And signs it. And my dad's like, oh, really? <laughs> that is awesome. So, yeah. And that's the only thing that my dad got signed by Magnuson. I think we got a, I think we have a stick signed by him too. Oh man. He's one of those cool guys. He's one, of those, he's one of those cool cats. No, like, <laughs> we were having the conversation because I was mentioning one of the players that I was going to take for forward was Bob Probert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about how all, all the goons and the fighters That's what I couldn't think of. are the nicest player, like, people you will ever meet. Like, they will have oh. all the time in the day for them and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so Perfect. I am so glad you mentioned that because it's my <laughs> turn, right? Yeah. My left wing, Bob Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew I'm forgetting something. Yes, that's what I fucking wanted. I'm so glad you said that. That was perfect timing. 
Otherwise, I was going to have to go with, like, Patty Sharp. But That would have been good, too. Probert. Oh, hell yeah, dude. All right. Cool. Um, well. Or this is the end of the fourth round. Get into I'm it. I'm contemplating. There's round. two guys. There's two guys that I'm looking at on for my other defenseman. Um, one is because I just really like him, and then he was great for the Hawks during the <laughs> the first cup. Shut up, Maple. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the other guy, uh, kind of off the board, Doug Wilson. Doug, he was nice. on my list too. Yeah, nice. Doug Wilson, 779 points as a defenseman. He is, leads or second all. Well, get third. Fuck me, all time on the Hawks. But like, um, for D, but he played. Uh, basically 100 and 200 ga- less games than Bob Murray, who's above him, and Brent Seabrook. Yeah, I and was He's shocked. also got 764 pins, so. I was shocked when I saw his points for, in, in the Hawks uniform, man. I did not think, yeah. he, like, that's insane. Yeah, we've had some good fucking players on this team. Um, not too shabby. All right, it was your goalie. So your last game. Yeah, the other guy I was going to pick was Brian Campbell because I love Brian Campbell. Campbell's sick, yeah. yeah. Um, my goalie <clears throat> won a Stanley Cup. Only Russian goalie to ever win a Stanley Cup. Nikolai Hobby Bullen. Hobby Bullen? Oh, shit. <laughs> love Hobby. He was unreal. His whole career, he was sick. That's hilarious. That is so great that you went with Hobby Bullen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my goalie list was Javi Bullen, Crawford, and Jocelyn Tebow. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. Um, this is going to be great because this is just – this. Is my last position is uh, another defenseman. Um, you know, just <laughs> just a great, great Blackhawks defenseman. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Paul Coffey. I'm going to go yeah. with Paul Coffey. <laughs> <laughs> He's got uh, three Norrises. Like so, four my, cups. <laughs> so, like when we put this out, everybody can vote either for me or Jeremy's answers or the asshole answer. <laughs> Dude, we played ten games with the Hawks, so you tell me. Still Was counts. He not a Blackhawk. <laughs> How many best, games did you play with the Hawks? Yeah, I think so. Best curve right. ever, the Paul Coffee Sherwood curve. Oh baby, yeah, that's fucking yeah. So that's my team right there. Yeah, and then I'm going with uh, Belfour for goalie. Yes. <laughs> Before we started this, I was searching through like goalies and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, Jeremy, who do you think? Uh, which goalie do you think has the most pims on the on the Blackhawks? Like all of all time?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." I was like, "It's pretty obvious." And yeah, you can, it's, you can, <laughs> it's it's fucking Eddie Belfour with 240 penalty minutes. <laughs> And then in second is Glenn Hall with 62. <laughs> and that's because you could whack the shit out of people back then. <laughs> it, it was, oh my God, it's crazy. I think, I don't know, what just happened here? Um, Pelfer only had like eight seasons or whatever. And Glenn Hall, I think, has much more than that. I wonder Glenn if there's any. I wonder if there's any like sharks podcast doing the same thing and they're picking Shark Legend Ed Belfour. Oh, eight to ten. Like... <laughs> shark Legend Ed Belfour. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, yeah, did probably, you play a season there, there or like the... only a few games? I think only a couple games. All right, let's let's find. I think, out. think there's got... a Blues. Do you think there's a Blues one picking Marty Havlat? San Jose, thirteen games. <laughs> picking Havlat, Gretzky, and. Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, let's just throw in Hall like yeah. an actual guy. <laughs> oh, that's fan. So, uh, all right. So, that's it. We're done. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. What's it? What's so? What's your team, Jeremy? So my team is Makita, Taves, Amante, Chelios, Magnuson, and Belfour. That's a gritty back end. That is holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. Not only Jesus. like D, but like Belfour in that too. Are you kidding? You want to get in our zone, you're gonna get fucking hit. You're gonna get yeah. slashed. You're gonna get hooked. You're gonna get fucking. You're gonna pay for that puck. Well, my team is uh, Bob Probert, Dougie Gilmore, <laughs> Patty Kane. Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, and Dominic Hoshik. Um Jesus. Kane does not fit in that team. No. He's hey, I gotta have somebody score goals, man. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, Kane and Coffee. That's it. Everybody else is just fighting. <laughs> All about it. Noli. I got uh Hoss the Boss, Bobby Hall, Panarin, Hammer, Wilson, and Hobby in that. Mm. I feel so bad for doing uh Tony O dirty like that and not I know. Get in. Playing yeah. JR. Or even. Yeah, or Glenn JR. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look at, yeah, Glenn Hall. I'm looking at my list of like people we can, I had. We can do another one and make my answers not so bullshit. <laughs> be like, like a, Hawks have played more than a season. <laughs> like, more than 50 games. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's like Paul Coffey played like 10 games. Bobby Orr played like, I don't know, what was 18? it, 20, 26. <laughs> like, I'm going to do, like, a little, like, note list. under t- Tanner's team, just, like, the, the games play comparison between <laughs> the team. You should actually just do total games play between all the players on every team and see what happens. <laughs> That'd be so fucking good. My team would be the lowest by far. Man. Hey, man. That was fun. That's fun. Yeah, look, we can do that for more teams. Yeah, we can. Yeah. good. It's always cool, like looking at that, because it's like you go back and kind of like remember some of the older guys, and or we can do like Canadians only, U.S. guys only for the Blackhawks, or like Europeans only. Like that would be interesting doing Europeans only, two thousands only. Yeah, something like that. We can we can switch it up and just do like fantasy drafts of the Blackhawks, but here's the rules this time. So I like that. That'd Boom. be cool. If anybody so, wants yeah. to give us an idea or they think that's a good idea, let us know because we'll just fucking run with that. Yeah, tell us what uh, what type of draft we should do next we could do the asshole draft where we pick guys that barely play for the hawks <laughs> what's up dude they played for the hawks that's what i heard <laughs> that's uh, good. Yeah. so you guys got anything else you want to final comments you want to no i want to play some shell yeah dude yeah, so we uh, finally uh, gave in and bought Shell on the same system. So yeah, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> what do you mean? Actually, you're welcome. <laughs> well, you're, I should say you're welcome. You fucking no, 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 no. Um, it was actually because me and Roy, while we were waiting for you to come back, Tanner, on Call of Duty, we were so bad. I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I need to get off. And then he texted me as soon as I got off, and he goes, "Well, I did it." And it was just a screenshot of uh, NHL downloading on his PlayStation. Then I texted you guys instantly. I was like, Roy did it. You guys have it. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're actually going to set up. Um, I don't know how often we'll do it, but we'll, we'll stream some of uh, some Bender games. I know we got me Noli on Twitch, me Noli 24. We got Drunk Shell. Yeah, that's me. I, I got, <laughs> I, I set up just a WCB podcast page too. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely watch some mediocre NHL 20 gameplay by them and some superior gameplay by me. Definitely watch <laughs> whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You haven't even seen me play. I'm definitely below mediocre. <laughs> <laughs>
But I mean, so, so you once can drink again, along with us. It'll be fun. Yeah. Once again, thank you to Scott Powers for coming on. Um, I know there wasn't much to talk about, but, you know, he. It's good to get a little bit more serious about hockey with him in a not so serious time about hockey. Another draft pick idea. First, <laughs> first round picks. Ooh, Cam Barker, 100%. Easy. <laughs> Kyle Beach, number two. Boom. <laughs> was it McNeil? Mark McNeil. I mean, at least he was like the captain of the Rockford Ice Hawks for yeah. a bit. Yeah. So, Kyle Beach. as always, you as always. That, I think, didn't you? Yeah. I don't just, know. I'm not even listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. Um, you know, give us a little rating, how we're doing. Um, you can talk shit to us. We don't care. We just want to see some ratings there. Yeah. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook. Um, again, follow Tanner on uh, Xbox and PlayStation at WC yeah, <laughs> underscore Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> I guess fuck you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're, you've been pitching it lately. Yeah. So. You guys can be my friends. It's fine. Um, we'll, we'll play yeah. together. And, uh, we're going to do without a friend and a fan. and uh so that was episode 97 the powers of mcjesus (laughs) yeah i forgot about that already holy shit (laughs) and uh yeah we will uh we'll see on the next one all right love you boys the windy city benders podcast subscribe to the show on apple podcast spotify and youtube And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.